It, it, it's the World Wide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. Radio Network. Great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here. That's what you've earned here tonight. Forget about the crowds, the size of the school, their fancy uniforms. And remember what got you here. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for that inch because we know when we add up all those inches, that, that, that's going to make the f***ing difference between winning and losing. It's down to the wire with, with, with Errol Marks and Speedy Petey. Oh, Petey! Oh, Petey! On the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And we... Are back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, this is Down to the Wire. We are live for the first time in almost three weeks. I want to apologize to all the fans that have been waiting for us to come back live. Me, Mikey C., and Mr. Speedy Petey. Speedy's on practically every single show on this network. (laughs) So it's not like you're missing anything out with him. But me and Mikey C. have been working. And we have some great news that's coming up very, very soon. So we'll let all the fans know what's going on here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Remember, you can call us at 631-676-2968. You can follow us by going to our website at WorldWideSportsRadio.com. You can follow us on our social medias by going to Periscope. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and it's Worldwide Sports Radio. I want to apologize to all the fans. I am not wearing a full full button-down shirt or, or sweatshirt that I usually do in the studio. I've been running around. I just got home jet-lagged from Vancouver at the NHL Draft this morning at 7.45 in the morning. I'm very, very tired, but I wanted to do the show. Actually, I texted Mike today, and he says, are we not doing the show for our third week in a row? And I said, no, as long as you're coming into the studio, we will do the show live. And like I said, I want to apologize to the fans that we really, you really haven't heard our thoughts of what's going on right now in the sports world. And that's why we have a long show and we have a lot to talk about. Before I do that, I want to talk about the NHL draft. I will talk later in the show on what I thought about the Rangers draft, the Islanders draft, the Devils draft, and throughout the NHL and who I th- the winners and losers of the NHL draft. But I got to say this. Ashley Sarge, he's a good friend of the, sh- uh, the shows and the network. He's a big part of what we do for the NHL. I, for some reason, when I got to, the, to, got to Vancouver at 11 o'clock at night, it was 11 o'clock, I'm sorry, not 11 o'clock, it was 1 o'clock in the morning, one thirty in the morning when I got into Vancouver, uh, in Vancouver time, uh, Ashley told me that he was staying at the back- backpacking district, CNN. I don't know what the hell it was called. And I said, is it a hotel? He said, yeah, it's a hotel, but it's a real you-know-what hole. Okay, that's what he told me. It's a garbage bag. And I said, it can't be that bad. So I call a taxi, and the taxi picks me up, and it's $35 to get where I was, the YVR um, airport, to where Ashley was staying, right next to the Rogers Arena, which wasn't that far. It was about, I would say, about 11 miles. So the fact that it was 35, it was $35 Canadian money. 40, it was like $35, $40. First of all, before I got to the backpacking district, I wanted to stop at a 7-Eleven. So he, he says, oh, yeah, yeah, he's a nice guy. We were talking. I, he was telling me a little about Vancouver, how beautiful it is. You're going to love it here. So I, and, I, and I'll tell you this. He was right about everything about Vancouver 
but some of the weird things that I saw. I pull up to 7-Eleven. You think that New York, New York City is a weird place and you're going to see a lot of weird people in the streets of New York. Well, the first thing I see in Vancouver is a guy standing outside barefooted, cleaning his toenails and Ugh. opening opening the Ugh. door of 7-Eleven for people. God. And another guy on the other side of the door sleeping in a sleeping bag right in front of 7-Eleven. And a cop sitting in the in the corner over there in his car doing absolutely nothing. Eh, it's okay. This is normal. <laughs> So I walk into the 7-Eleven. The guy opens the door. He barely had any teeth. He smiled at me. Okay? He's cleaning his toenails while he's opening the door for me. I walk in, and I'm looking at the food inside a 7-Eleven. Now, I will tell you this. There is no edible food in 7-Eleven, in that particular 7-Eleven, in Vancouver. None. The sandwiches look like it was made and prepped from the guy with... Bare foot, bare feet with his toenails, okay? So I'll, I, I didn't know. I wasn't sure to buy a sandwich. I did buy an egg sandwich, and I winded up not eating it because after looking at it when I, was at the, when I was in the room, I was like, I'm not eating that crap. I picked up gummies and stuff like that because it, I, at least it would be in a bag, and I would say, you know what? That looks edible. It's, it's just like New York. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> I don't know what the heck they do with the food over there in Vancouver. And by the way, I'll tell you this. I went out to an awesome restaurant, a beautiful restaurant, made friends with the owner. He was friend, he, the guy owned, I, I think, two or three clubs in Vancouver, big name clubs, 12 West and all this other. Guy really liked us, got us in to one of his clubs for free. He wanted to hang out with us. I ate his food, and the food was delicious. The whole night, I was farting up a storm. Ashley told me when I fell asleep, he kept waking up to different sounds of farts and i don't even remember it the whole day on sunday i was farting up a storm i couldn't even hold my guess whatever they gave me whatever was in their food gave me gas what kind of place was that it was a clean it was a beautiful place it was a beautiful no, like place. what kind of food it was it was good it was seafood over there because it's right on the water right they have very good fish and shrimp and all that other stuff so i had some seafood all right it was good <laughs> that's interesting but boy oh boy did it give me the the stomach aches man i seriously did but I get into the backpacking district, and I want to go quick on this. And I walk, he, he pulls up in front of this little building, okay? Some Hindu guy stand, sitting in front of the desk. He had, a, he had like a smock or whatever the heck you call it, and a little beanie on his head, okay? I'm, I call Ashley up. Ashley says, uh, I'm coming down. I go upstairs, and he shows me around this place, okay? There's seven rooms on the floor that we are in. We are sharing a shower. And a Ugh. bathroom, okay? A shower and a bathroom for all seven, seven rooms, okay? We, I walk into this room, and I put videos all over social media. And if you guys don't see it, I'll post it again on my Facebook. Uh, again, this room was the size of a box, okay? It, the tube looked like it was from 1988, 1989, the TV, the TV set. The, the window had gates on it. Okay? It looked like uh, they didn't want anybody to jump out of the window. There was graffiti all outside of the window. It had a brand new floor and I had this little bed. I said, Ashley, where am I sleeping? Well, you said you were going to sleep on the floor for the first night. I said, I'm not sleeping on this floor. <laughs> 
So there's a little chair on right by the bed, uh, a little regular chair like we're sitting on right now. I fell asleep for about five minutes in that chair trying to find a way. I woke up with back aches, neck, neck aches. I, it was absolutely horrendous. I told Ashley, you were going to stay in this place for four days while you were here for the Vancouver. Oh, well, I didn't know if you were coming. It's 80 bucks. Dude, if you saw what this place looked like, you were, I wanted out of there. I was calling up hotel after hotel after hotel until I found a hotel that actually had a spot for us. And it was the Hampton Inn. It was actually a very nice hotel on the outskirts. And I figured out how to use the, the trains over there. It is a beautiful, beautiful city. It really is. It's something that you'll you'll absolutely love to go and check out if you've never been to Vancouver. I got to see Stanley Park, and I got to see a lot of things over there. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. But weirdos, absolute weirdos in that city. And I think, you think New York is weird. Oh, my God. Vancouver is on a whole nother level. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. Now, where does that stand in comparison to the Massachusetts hotel that you were complaining about a couple oh, years uh, ago? Dirty Joe's? <laughs> Whatever one you were complaining this was about. Worse, was... This was worse than Dirty Joe's. Really? <laughs> this was worse than Dirty Joe's. Absolutely. And I'll tell you this right now. I would never stay at a place like Dirty Joe's again. I told Brittany that, and I would tell all you guys that. I never. So once I saw that place, I'm out of here. I told Ashley, I'm not staying here another night. 50 bucks and got yourself a really nice room where you had a nice bed, nice shower, nice towels, not used towels. Not Dude, stuff you, from 1988. They didn't give you white towels. They gave us blue and green towels, Okay. I mean, who gives you blue and green towels in a hotel? Who gives that? You usually get white towels. Am I right or wrong, Mike? I mean, yes, you're mostly right, but it also depends on... Mike, it looked like pool towels, okay? That's what it looked like. It looked like pool towels. I had... I was so sick to my stomach, I, I, was, I, I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep until I... I took a shower that night because I was all sweaty with my socks on. I took a shower. I got a video of it. I, after, after I took the shower, I took my socks off and put it at the window, uh, win, window the little bit that it opened up. Mm-hmm. There was a little fan in there. Thank Ashley Sarge for the, the great animosity craziness that I had for him early in the, or early in the evening of uh, Friday night. Or Thursday night, I'm sorry. But it got better. I picked on him a little bit. A lot of people <laughs> had fun, but... You know how I am. You know, it was, it was really fun. And we'll get into the NHL draft a little bit later in the show. But I got the opportunity. I taped the NBA draft. I actually watched bits and pieces of it this morning when I came home. I watched when the Knicks, and they should, absolutely, could turn out to be the best player in the draft. But only time will tell. We all knew that Zion Williamson was going one. We all knew John Morant was going two. And I think we all knew, including you, Mike, that R.J. Barrett was going three. Now, I know a lot of people were talking about that the Knicks were working out Garland again, and Knicks fans were like, I want Garland. He looks like a better superstar. <laughs> let, me, let me explain something to you guys a little bit here. Where did Garland play? Play for Vanderbilt. Am, mm-hmm. I right, am I right or wrong? That is correct. Okay. Play for Vanderbilt. He's an athletic kid, very talented kid. No question that he could be a great NBA player. And I'm not going to say that he wouldn't be. R.J. Barrett was the number one prospect in the nation before the season started. Numbers-wise, he had the same numbers as Zion Williamson. All season long. And he was the number one guy at the end of the game 
where Duke was feeding the ball. Who were they feeding the ball? They weren't feeding the ball to Zion. They were feeding the ball to R.J. Barrett. He was the closer. He was the finisher for the Duke. R.J. Barrett was supposed to be the predominant number one pick going into this season. Everybody said he was number one. Zion was not even four or five. They were saying he was six. Zion with his athletic ability. And yes, I'll tell you right now, I wanted Zion Williamson. No question that I wanted him. Time will tell if Zion becomes the player that a lot of people think that he's going to be. A, a, a guy that's going to be a game changer. The next LeBron James. He's going to change the way the NBA looks at players athletically. But only time will tell. R.J. Barrett, at his size, his length, his ability, what he does of being athletic at his position, is much. he's a, he's a much more higher prospect at his position than Zion Williamson is. Now, Zion is more athletic and probably has more upside. We know what R.J. Barrett could be and what he could turn out to be. Zion could be on a whole nother level. And John Morant could be the best player in the draft. Mm-hmm. But Nick fans need to hold up with this Garland thing that they were all pissed off. Uh, some, of the, some of the guys now. now there were a lot injury. Why would they want him more? <laughs> I have no idea. But I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. R.J. Barrett played practically every single game this season. Every game. Every minute. He averaged 22 points a game, seven rebounds a game, and about three or four assists had in their freshman season in history offensively. He scored over 800 points in his first year as a freshman. 800. Might turn out to be the best Duke player to ever come out of Duke. This could be the best draft of Duke players coming out of Duke with Cam Reddish going at 10 to the Hawks. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, is, this was a, a – I thought – I know a lot of people said it was a predominantly a three-man draft. There were a lot of good players in this draft. There are, and I think this draft's a lot better than people think it's going to be. But I'll tell you this. Nick fans should be rejoicing. They should be happy. But that doesn't mean the Knicks are going to bring in a free agent. That doesn't mean Kevin Durant and their stories coming out that he's very upset. He's upset at Golden State right now. He wants out of Golden State. There's a couple of stories coming out right now that he wants out. Now, Golden State wants to do a buy, um, a sign and trade. Kevin Durant's team has already waved their head, waved their hand <laughs> saying no. State. Now, where is he going to go? Now, a lot of people think that he wants to go to the Knicks. I think it would be right now a bad move for the New York Knicks right now. Right now, they're in the perfect situation to rebuild right now. Look at the Nuggets. Look what the Nuggets did. They got ball ball at number 44. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a team. The Nuggets right now are going to be one of the favorites coming out of the West this year. They have the depth. They got a great point guard. They got a great big man. They added another big man to this team. They got depth off the bench, one of the best benches in the league. Good coach. They're going to be one of the favorites to come out of the West this year. And they added ball ball to their team. Look at Milwaukee, what they've done. Building through the draft. They have the Greek freak. They have Middleton, who they're probably going to re-sign. They have all these players, and they have a great bench. Built it through the draft. Portland. Look at what they've done over the last couple of years with Damian Lillard and McCollum and and all the young players that they have coming off that bench. Great bench. Need a big man. 
Well, they have a big man. He, they don't know if they're going to resign him this year. But he's coming off a bad injury, and and they're st- predominantly still young. Right now, you do not need to take Kevin. I wanted Kevin Durant. I'll be quite honest with you guys. I wanted Kevin Durant. You cannot give a player coming off an injury of that magnitude after coming back from an injury of that magnitude at his age. So how far do you think he'll fall as a player? Because I, I think the perception right now is Six, like top, seven points. No, I mean in terms of like a rank in the league. Like he'll be most, a top, most top people, 10 player. All right. He's going to stink. It's, yeah, it's, gonna, it's not going to be the uh, Durant and everybody's like, oh, the injury. An injury like that's going to take two years. And, and, and a year the, to heal and then a year and the Knicks, to shake off the rust. And the Knicks can't take that chance right now. They really can't. Because what they're going to do now. It's like almost like Gordon Hayward in the Celtics. It's one year, the whole year missing, the whole year stuck yeah, right after that. But Gordon Hayward, they're two different players. No, no, you're I'm right. just saying the saying. severity of the injury yes, of taking that I understand long. what you're saying. I, but, it still could be a good player. he's getting up there in age. He and is? That, that could also factor in. I, I think that if I were the New York Knicks, I would stay put right now. I would not go after a max player right now. If you can't get Kyrie Irving, and it doesn't seem like they are. No. It, it doesn't seem. I think Kyrie's going to the Nets. Uh, he went with uh, Rockefeller, whatever the hell. He went with Jay-Z's uh, aging company. Rock Nation. Rock Nation, whatever the heck it is. So you know what that means. More than likely, he's heading to the New Jersey. I mean, I'm sorry, the Brooklyn Nets. I always call them the New Jersey Nets. He's probably heading to the Brooklyn Nets, and it's probably going to draw, draw another max player. To that team, Kevin Durant. I, I don't think it's going to be Kevin Durant. If you if, if you honestly ask me, I think it makes more sense right now, more than ever, that if Kawhi goes to the Clippers, that Kevin Durant goes with him. It makes the most sense mm-hmm. right now, because what was it? Kawhi going to the Clip. If Kawhi goes to the Clippers, if he does, it makes more sense for Kevin Durant to go right. there right That's now. That's a team that can afford to wait on that injury. Yes, because Kawhi with if the they young do players that, that yeah. they have. And in the drafts that they had in the last couple of years, and they were a predominantly very good team. They won 48 games last year, 47 games without Kawhi. They had Kawhi. They wait a year. They you don't had... think he's resigning in Toronto? No, I don't. No. I, I still think he's going to Clippers. Even though he's done what he – he gave Toronto what they wanted, a right. championship. I think, it was, I think it's more I, likely if I they were just, to resign if they, they were to lose, not win. I just read somewhere, I think it was yesterday, that he signed a big deal. Not a contract, like a big promotional deal. In Toronto, that's, that's fine. fine. That's fine. That doesn't mean he's well, going to stay there. Yeah, right. He's still going to. No, I know that. I'm he's still going to gain a lot of publicity there, of just for everything he did. He's going to be glorified there, regardless if he leaves or not. He's going to the Clippers. I mean, it's it's been said he bought a house in Sacramento last summer. He, he's happy over I don't there. Know, something in me thinks he stays. I don't. I, I can't mm. see it. I can't see it. I, I, he's been wanting to go home. His mom's over there. His mom's been a little sickly in the last couple of years. Uh, he's got his brother over there. He's got his family over there. Right, in, right over there in San Diego on the outskirts right now. So I, 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 think, I think he's more unlikely to go. He gave Toronto what they wanted. They right. wanted a championship. And they gave, he gave them something that the Maple Leafs couldn't give them. <laughs> so I, 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 that's, that by itself holds ground. And even if he left, no Toronto Raptor fan is going to boo him. He wants to go home. And I understand that. If you want to go home, Mike, 
And that's no, what they'll, they'll boo him. They'll boo him. I don't no, think they will. They shouldn't boo him. They, they will not boo him. They're, they're the second worst fan base after Philly. Mm. I don't think they're going to boo him. They're not like that. I don't think Are you kidding me? They're not at the same level as Philly. Are you crazy? Toronto? What do you... Do you know how many times they've... Maybe for hockey they yeah, are, but not still, for everything it's else. The same fan base. No, it's not the same. Hockey's okay. a different extreme okay. in Canada. I, I, I'll you tell watch. you this. If he leaves, you watch. Well, I, th- I think there'll be some boos, but I think they're going to love him just more than they're going to hate him. Right. They, I mean, they should, regardless, they should, you know, they're going to understand the situation. You want him a championship? He wants to go home. He wants to go home. They are so out of touch, just like Philly, that you know, trust me, he'll get crucified. He'll get the standing ovation and then get crucified the rest of the way. Probably, but in, in, nevertheless, he, he brought something home that Vince Carter couldn't do, St. Marcus Louis. Camby couldn't do. Albert Pujols went to St. Louis. They gave him a standing ovation every single time, and even when he homered, he even asked for a curtain call. That is a loyal fan base to their players, regardless. No question, of and, and we'll see what they'll they'll do if he does jet out of there. And I think he is jetting out of there. I think he's going to the Clippers, and I think that makes more sense for Kevin Durant to go over there to the Clippers than go anywhere else. He stays over there on the West Coast. He doesn't have to rush back. Kawhi Leonard is the leader of that team. They've got all the young players that they need. They have more than enough room to add players if Kevin Durant can't play this year. So I, I think it's a great move. I think that's where he's heading. I, I, the Knicks got to be smart here. They do not want to give up draft stock. They do not. They have seven first-round draft picks in the next five years. They need to build around the draft. There'll be free agents available. There'll be availability at the trade deadline sometime this midseason coming up this year where there'll be a player that a team, either a player wants out where he is or there'll be a team that wants to move him. And that's when the Knicks should bite and go after him. They do not need to bite right now. And they have to spend a minimum amount of money. Obviously, the NBA has a, a rule that they have to spend a quarter of that money. So you go out, if you can add a, if DeAndre, um, I'm not DeAndre, um, um, what's his name again from the, the Nets, it becomes available. D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell, I'm sorry. If D'Angelo Russell becomes available, I, I think that D'Angelo Russell will be a perfect player that the Knicks could add to that team, that young nucleus with Dennis Smith Jr. They're going to trade him. I don't think so. I, I do not think so. I think they they use if they do trade him, they're going to use him for the middle of the season, see what they can they can build on him, and then see where he goes as a player. They can move if they bring in uh, a player of that magnitude from the Nets. They can move him to the two and have Dennis Smith Jr. as the as the one. And you move R.J. Barrett as your three, and you, you know maneuver your maneuver your team right there. I mean, you could do that. You have Kevin Knox. Maybe you move Kevin Knox to your three, and you play small. You put R.J. Barrett as your power. You could do that. Athletic, fast, young team. And then you have obviously Mitchell Robinson as your center. I mean, this that would be a better move for the Knicks, and you won't have to pay Russell. Max money. He's not going to get max money. He'll get eighty million. He's getting max money. No, I don't think he's getting max money. I think he'll get eighty, ninety million. He's not going to get max max His money. His max potential is only twenty, twenty, twenty. I think like twenty three million. So if you do that times four he, years, four you're getting years. what is it, ninety two? Yeah. That, that's what I think he'll get. He'll and, get eighty five to ninety easily. But that's that's good for the Knicks because they don't have to pay him max max money, and they they have room to add players in the offseason the year after. And I think he would fit very, very well with the New York Knicks. He's young. He's talented. He's 23 years old. The Knicks are the youngest team in basketball. Who do we have on the phone? Your favorite person. <laughs> Jeff. What's up, Jeff? Hi, Errol. How you doing? I'm good, man. 
looking good today. Uh, unfortunate that you didn't wear a bra with that shirt, but that's okay. It's all right, but, man. Uh, uh, when you have pecs, when you have pecs, I, I, I know you don't, but that's uh, all right. What basis is Mikey saying Toronto is the second worst fan base out there? I have no I idea. I don't get it either. <laughs> I'm just calling it as, you know, obviously having arguments with their fan bases over their hideous stupidity of things, and also the factor of what they have done to former players of threatening and, and the wives and the families and all that. You, still, it's almost second base to Philly. I mean, I've seen worse things done other places. I mean, Toronto's a pretty nice city. Oh, it's beautiful. I, wait, I'm not so talking about the city. Are, no, 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 no. I mean, like the people. I'm, ta- I'm talking about nice. a fan base. I didn't say people in general. I said the fan base. I didn't like like to me the you know Jeff Philadelphia. Bel- it's the fan base. Jeff, it's not believe every it. single person in Philly. It's the fan base in Philly. Whoever are fanatics about their they're horrible. Je- That's a fact. Jeff, believe it or not, a very popular player that a lot of fans like over there is not even is not even a Toronto Raptor. Kyrie Irving is a huge star over there in Toronto. Really, they love him over there. Shocked. I was in the oh mall. because Canada's flat. That's why. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. He's a huge star over there. They have pictures of him all over the city. When you walk into the mall, really? they, they promote his sneakers, his shirts. It's crazy. Even more than LeBron James over there. It, it's, he's a, they hate LeBron. Kind of like I'm being serious. <laughs> I'm being, I don't know about Ty Lawson, but I mean, Kyrie Irving's actually a, a superstar player. Ty Lawson was never a superstar player. I mean, I mean, maybe you should go to China. He's a superstar over there. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even know he still plays in China. Yeah, the Shandong Golden Dragons, I think. So now that you're on the phone, I doesn't want to come back. Uh, they're not gonna. They're not bringing any free agents. Um, the fact that Don't Anthony that Davis. Guy. I'm just. I'm just saying what I've been hearing, and these have been stories coming out of Boston that there's a lot of craziness going on with Danny Ainge. That Danny Ainge. Uh, did not want to trade. Did not want to trade any uh, like Tatum. They didn't, he didn't. He didn't want to move on from Tatum. That's why they didn't get Anthony Davis. And there, there's just stories going on right now over there. I've read two stories when I was in Vancouver that there's a lot of that Danny Ainge. If there's if there's no acquisitions this offseason and, and and Boston takes another step back, Danny Ainge might be out the door. Well, they'll get they'll get someone. Danny Ainge is targeting Vujovic to come in. Uh, from Toronto, well, I mean, uh, Orlando, Orlando, Orlando. 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 Steven Adams was on the, on the table. Right, that's on the table, but I don't know if they want to trade assets when, they, like could just, when they could He's just sign player. Vujovic. If Vujovic doesn't sign a deal back with Orlando, that's that's the rumor I've heard. I've heard Steven Adams as well. Very underrated player, Vujovic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the Horford thing, I don't think was because... Listen, there I was love it. I'm so Boston, thankful he opted out. There, there was turmoil in Boston, on, like, obviously. It's coming out now, I mean, obviously, yeah. Right, but no, but I don't think the Horford thing was part of the turmoil. No, I think no, the no, Horford no. Horford departure is based on you know no. he's going to get a hundred million dollars from another team. No, what it was, Jeff. What I what I read was Horford. You know, obviously with injuries going around and him being thirty three years old, he opted out to take lesser money but a new four year deal since he's getting right. up there in age. And right. and I and mean, Danny Ainge offered him get hundred million. Right, Danny Ainge offered him four for eighty, and then Dallas. You know, I'm hearing it's the Mavericks. Horford four for one twelve, which is the max. I'm not gonna lie, Al Horford, and I said this on on a tweet, and you know, he's bled green, but he's 33 years old. Thank God he opted out. No, no, I know that. That's what I'm saying. He's been great, but Ring of Honor. He's 33 years old. Like, thank God you opted out. You know, so yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to 
want to commit that kind of money to him, especially when you have to figure out to pay Tatum and Brown. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to miss him a little. Well, like, Tatum's in, too, Tatum's in like, three years, Brown's in, in next year. And, right. and I'm but hearing the rumor deal for Brown is four years, $100 million. And I'm not going to lie. I don't think he's worth it. I would oh, actually, I, I I would actually shop and dangle Brown and see what if I if I I'm not gonna. I heard a rumored deal of Jalen Brown for Bradley Beal, and I would do that in a nanosecond. I heard one uh, earlier from um, Third and Long is Brown for Adams straight up as well. They're not gonna do Brown for Adams. They're not gonna no, give I, up I a young two guard for a center making a shitload of money when they can just go sign one. No, that's not happening. No, I don't think they would either. I think Vucevic no. is the better. Whoever gets anyway. Bradley Beal is gonna get a good player. Yeah, that's the, a good the, player. the thing is Bradley Beal's got two years. But he's 25 and Jalen Brown's 22. But Bradley Beal's a stud, and I would actually do that. Because Kyle is a year and a piece of the organization. Yeah, they have no clue what they did. And and he decided not to take that. Could you imagine that? They must have spoke to Gruden. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, I would have taken 10 million dollars in a piece a piece of ownership of the organization. Why not? I would have taken it. I want my championship. I could rebuild uh, Washington or even help rebuilding. Even if I can, I still a part owner for the rest of my life. My kids can right, have but it. Would that have been the deal? Would it have been a part? Would he got, like, because that's the thing. Is it just, you know, a piece of the dividends while you're there and an employee? Or is it a permanent piece permanent, of the team? Permanent. Permanent piece of the team. <clears throat> permanent piece of the team and $10 million, uh, if not the highest, well, right behind Phil Jackson. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> Phil Jackson getting the money he got from the Knicks, but that would have been probably the highest paid uh, GM contract in NBA history besides Phil Jackson. That's how crazy the contract was. Washington's a mess, though. They are. Absolutely a mess. Just so, talking about the NBA? Yeah, NBA oh. draft. I thought the NBA draft was pretty damn good. DeAndre Hunter is going to be a good player in the league. I was very surprised the Hawks move up uh, with the Pelicans to get that pick. I really was, and and yeah, I'm surprised. And, and and the Hawks got they they had a good draft. Mm-hmm. The Hawks had a very good draft, and if you look at the Hawks now, they have some really good young nucleus of players in Atlanta. They really do. You added. Did I tell you? I'll tell you the one guy I don't understand. Like mm-hmm. I don't understand his draft position. I don't understand what people are seeing is Darius Garland. Agreed. Right. <laughs> like he was the. 15th or 16th prospect, depending on what list you were looking at, right? He was a 15th or 16th, right, coming out of high school. He spent one year in college in which he only played five games. I Listen, I agree. I mean. Fifth pick. He was the fifth pick. Yeah. You know, these teams sometimes draft by need. I mean, whoever it was, did they need? Who, was, who drafted Cleveland. Them? It was the like Cavaliers who already had Colin They already Sexton have Colin Sexton, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense unless they're moving Sexton to the two. No, I was no, hearing that they would Garland's play both a better of them. Shooter. They would, would play both of them in the backcourt. Right, Garland's a better like, shooter. Like he would Portland, play the two. You know, I, I, with McCollum yeah, but, and, yeah, but and Lillard. Yeah, but looks like a good player. He's going to be a good player in the league. But Garland is fighting. He's been in, injured how many times uh, mm-hmm. from Vanderbilt? Yes, he's very athletic. And a, a lot of the Knicks fans all over social media was like, I want Garland over R.J. Barrett. I don't know what they're smoking. Gar- Garland is a, good, I don't know what they're is a good shooter and very athletic, but he's not great everywhere else. He's not a good defender. He's not a great passer. I don't know why he got all this hype. Up, he doesn't have a lot of upside. I no. mean, he's a, good, he's a good shooter. He'll be a good shooter in the league. I, I, I don't see him to be a superstar in the league. I don't know what Knicks fans were thinking that the Knicks should pass up on R.J. Barrett. If they were going to pass up, I would have passed up on R.J. Barrett to get DeAndre Hunter, if anything. Oh, God. I, I mean, seriously, that would, that would be the only guy. That'd be torturous. I mean, 
I mean, there's a guy that's kind of like Hunter, but I, I mean, I would have taken Culver over yeah, Hunter. Yeah, me too. Well, I, I love the Timberwolves moving up and getting Culver. Mm-hmm. I love contract where he was the GM. Uh, it wasn't working out over there. They were moving players. They moved, they moved Butler. They actually brought in two young players that actually fit the scheme of the way they want to play. Right. They got arguably one of the best big men in the league. Wiggins is really not turning into the player that a lot of people thought he was going to be. Yeah, he's on the move. He, he, he just... He doesn't, and I think I think he's on his way to Toronto. I think that when Toronto loses Kawhi Leonard, they're going to try to look for that next player that they could build their team around. That's the guy that you know he's from Toronto. Yeah, interesting. That's a good. That's interesting. That, that would make a lot of sense where they can build their team. They're going to have the cap. Yeah, absolutely. Why not go after Wiggins? You, you're adding uh, Jared. You don't Culver. have to. You don't have to give up much because no. you're taking that contract. Absolutely. I, I I think it makes more sense there right now because they're not bringing back Kawhi Leonard. I don't care what anybody says. Kawhi will definitely look at Toronto and say, you know what? I want a championship here. Kawhi wants to go home. That's where he wants to go. He wants to be where his family is. His where he bought a house over there last summer. He just went home and in the Clippers with Jerry West. And like I said, I think it makes more sense for Kevin Durant now to go over to the Clippers than anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I, it just doesn't make any sense where he, I mean, the Knicks would be very stupid. I'm sorry to say this because I wanted Kevin Durant. I don't want Kevin Durant right now if I'm not going to have him. We're, we're going to have to waste two years and, and wait two years before this guy is even close to it. It doesn't. I don't want to hear Knicks fans saying this right now. If he wasn't hurt, I want him. I want him. But coming off an injury of this significance, this was a bad injury. This Achilles wasn't a grade two or grade three. It was a grade one. It was the worst you could do to your Achilles. I'm just thinking right, because Go ahead. Here's, here's how I'm saying this. If Kevin Durant doesn't get hurt, you'd want him. Oh, yes. But mm-hmm. so, so you'd rather be, – because if he came to the Knicks, he'd be signing a four- or five-year max deal, right? Four years. Four, 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 years. Four. four years. Right. Five of your so own team, rather, four anywhere else. So you – You'd rather not have Kevin Durant at all, right, for three years because he's going to miss one year? He's going to miss. So, for coming so off a ki- contract that he was going to sign, he would have only been good for the first year and then passed eight. Okay. You're going to pay Kevin Durant for two years because he's, he's not going to, he's going to miss the first year. He's going to come back. It's going to take him practically a whole year to get back to normal status. That's two years. He's got two more years left on his contract, and you just gave the guy $80 million, and you're rebuilding. So, so you'd rather throw away a contending piece, right, like a guy who's a top player in the league for two years. We don't know if he's going to be a top player when he comes back. We don't know. An injury of that I... magnitude, um, it, uh, come on. Come on, Jeff. We've seen so many people have these injuries and never come back the same. It, it's it, it's factual. It took, it took Kobe Bryant almost two years to come Kobe back. Kobe Bryant never came back at the same. Never did. Never. No, it took right, him two years. Talking and... Kobe Bryant at like 37 when that injury happened. Okay. No, Kevin it, Durant at that point. I mean, a lot correct. older. But also Kevin Durant's no spring chicken either. Right. Well, he's 30, so he'll still have prime 32, 33, 34 years old years. Right when Kobe had that injury, was he like thirty six or thirty seven? I think he was thirty four and then thirty six yeah. when he came back. I was just gonna say, yeah, I thought he was thirty four. I was just gonna say that, but I wasn't sure. I thought he was thirty four, not as much as thirty three when he tore his Achilles. Right. Thirty three years old. He came back when he was thirty thirty six. Kobe well, Bryant. I'd still rather have Kevin Durant on my team than not have him on my team. I understand that, but you're not winning with Kevin Durant even if he is on your team. You're going to pay a guy at max money when you could wait next year. And maybe maybe at Draymond Green. At least Draymond Green will produce 
more than Kevin Durant would in the next two years than I he mean, would. I don't know if you've been watching basketball the last two decades, but the Knicks haven't done a lot of winning anyways. That's fine. Jeff, And that, that, I'm not arguing that point. My point is they're doing the right thing right now. Scott Perry is going the right way. So, so Jeff, you think the Knicks should sign Durant no matter what and be hamstrung? That's my belief on this thing, right? right? Mm-hmm. But for me, it appears the Knicks are falling into the same category that the Celtics used to fall into. Where, like, what was the rap on the Celtics? Oh, they can't sign the big free agent, right? right? And that was the case for a long time before Horford, and then they got Horford and then Gordon Hayward. So they kind of downplaying that myth a little bit. Who has ever said, I want to go play in New York? They need to attract somebody to... To break the mold and get out of that funk. I think that will change. I think that will change. Well, I mean. As the young players start to grow over there. Look at at Denver. Look at Denver. When Carmelo Anthony wanted out of there. Players ran over there to play in Denver. Nobody. Nobody. They drafted, right? They weren't a winning team. Yeah, they were a winning team. With Carmelo Anthony, they were. They were were a winning team with Carmelo Anthony. They were a playoff team pretty much every year. Dude, I've said this to you before. This is this is the problem with this argument. You're taking a blue blood, really rich in history team like the Knicks and trying to put them on the same level. All as right, the Denver's been more, Denver's been more successful than the Knicks have in the last twenty years. They have been. That's a fact. More successful than the New York Knicks. So yes, I am going to put them at that rate because right now that's where the Knicks are. They're one of the worst organizations in basketball. So yes, I'm going to put them there. And when you look at the Knicks right now with the young and the youth that they have right now and players that they could build, why would you put an old Kevin Durant with an injury of that magnitude to a team where you're going to be hamstrung, like Mikey was saying, where you can wait Maybe you can make a trade sometime in the middle of the season and get a guy who wants out of an organization because he can't stand that organization. Did you hear that Chris Paul was practically hand-fed to the Knicks? They were practically going to give Chris Paul to the Knicks, and the Knicks said no. They said, yeah, I, we I don't want, want him. Chris Paul either. I wouldn't want Chris Paul either. They didn't want him. They, they practically were going to give him away for nothing. And Nick said no. Yeah, but I wouldn't want Chris Paul anyway. I think that's a- Scott Perry I mean, is not giving away players. He's not going to give bad contracts away. That's why he got rid of a contract that Steve Mills gave away, a.k.a. Hardaway. They had to get rid of that contract. Who signed him? Steve Mills. Not Scott Perry. It was Steve Mills that gave him that contract. Right, if, you were to, if you were to go and get a guy like Kevin Durant, and this is what happened when the Celtics got offered, when, yeah, for two right? years, like, you're going to wait. So wait, wait a second. Wait a second, Jeff. So you're, you're, you're pretty much feeding, okay, okay, all to the other players that are waiting. We're going to sign Kevin Durant for four years. We're going to give him $40 million a year. But he's going to miss the first year, and he might not be 100% for his second year until probably but, the end of the season. But, nothing, but come and play because we're going to win a championship. That doesn't Nothing make any sense. About signing Kevin Durant is giving away or. But why? Why do money. that, Jeff? When there might be other players available sometime mid-season where you can make a trade for, where you can add to your salary. There'll be players that might want out. Who knows what's going to happen with Portland next year? Who knows? I'm not saying it's going to happen. But Damian Lillard said, "You know what? He fought with the coach." I top, the top, the, the chances of a top ten NBA player becoming available through trade are so low. Really? When has that? What was the last time that's happened? Uh, it's happened last a year. lot. It's happened a lot, my friends. When? What do you mean? Last year, Mike was just talking. Kawhi Leonard was available. <laughs> yeah, Kawhi Leonard was only available because Papa he was injured and he. Dude, no, it just didn't work. But he was available. Kyrie Irving. This year is Anthony Davis. I mean, it, it, right. they're available. They're available. You're all talking about. 
about guys that are trying to force their way out of cities. Kevin Durant. That's what usually a lot of top players do. That's what they want. They want to go to a bigger city where they can make a name for themselves. And that might happen. I don't think it's about a name because the NBA pretty much they market themselves. I just think it's the structure of winning to where as these team, they want to try to go for that ring as well. But and that's, that's what I'm saying, Mike. So they'll, they'll How play, do we know? It has nothing to do about marketing. No, but, but, no, but it is because, a marketing. No. It's a branding. It's no, branding. You can get the only re- anywhere you the go. The only reason why Kevin Durant want, wanted to come here, everything that I've heard, was his branding product. His product of where he wanted to go. He wanted to go to a bigger market where he could brand his product and help a team win and build his product where he could be a multi-billionaire. That's what he wants to be, just like LeBron James. But, but that's how he's doing it. But hold on. To acquire other players, you like the young nucleus, you like the direction they're going. Yes. So I'm saying you should sign Kevin Durant, right? And then you're going, but there's always guys that come available for trade. So that that's counterintuitive to the, the argument you're making. Here's a, no, it's if, really not. If you were to trade for like a Damian Lillard and he came available, you'd be giving up those assets you just got done. Absolutely. Absolutely. Want to give but up. If, you, if you can get a Damian Lillard for those assets, I would make, I'm not, I'm not giving up. Prospects for Kevin Durant right now. If he was if he was under contract, I wouldn't do that. That would be stupid. Right, but, that would be a right, dumb move for the Knicks. Prospects for him. All you got to do is give him money. I know that, There's but no why do that? Why would anywhere. you strap yourself with money when you can go after a player that could be available next year? What I would do if I were the Knicks right now, this is what I would do. There are a lot of free agents available this off season. There are a lot of free agents, even though Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant could be out or two years left on that contract. That's what I would do with the Knicks, and in return. Get first-round draft picks. That's what I would do. I would rebuild through the draft. If you can knock into the lottery twice, two in one year, but you can you move all the way to that? one or two. You saw that. The Pelicans then got the one pick. Up for that? What do you mean, what are you giving up? You're, you're taking on a contract. No, you would get stuff for that. Right, you would probably have to give. Con- you're taking on an expired contract, yes. and the incentive to do that is the draft pick. What's going the other way? What do you mean, what's going? You're getting a draft pick. Nothing. Pretty. If, 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 a t- if you're going to take on a bad contract of another you team, you're going to give something up. To you're gonna give away. So you're, you're gonna give away a, what a future second, maybe. I don't know. You can't move it. Bad con- you, right. You take a bad contract, and 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 the the, the the juice in that is they're gonna send you a draft pick. Yeah, you and what, and the Knicks have next Knicks next year. Up? All right, the Knicks have the other way. The Knicks have three first, second round draft picks next year. What they could do is they can move one of those second round draft picks and taking on that bad contract to get a first round draft pick from that team. Doesn't they're, work. What do you mean it doesn't work, Jeff? It works. It doesn't work because the league rules. You have to take back in the range, in a certain range of salary. It doesn't work. Well, I'll I'll tell you this. It will work because I think that when you look at the Knicks and whether. Because of league rules. Well, right now, I'm not. If that's the case, then you maybe do a three way trade and then. Buy at, buy the player out or something like that. I don't know. There are things the Knicks could do. They, they can absolutely well, right stop. now with the Knicks having cap space, they could take a bad contract and really give peanuts back. If the team has cap space, if the team has no cap space, they have seventy eight million dollars. Yes, then they have, they something, have more, something right, has to go back to a quick. Would be, you'd be giving them, right. That's totally true, Mike. But you guys don't just say, "Hey, give me your bad contract and give me a first round pick for well, nothing." Well, Jeff, you're, you're you're mis you're mis misunderstanding. You're misinterpreting what I'm saying here. I'm telling you that that's what the Knicks need to do. They do not need to add on a bad contract. They do not need to bring in a player with an injury right now. They need to rebuild. They need to be. They need to be a good team for not one year. They need to be a good team for the next seven, eight. Kevin Knox, we talk about this all the time. You like the you kid. Like Kevin Knox. You like Mitchell Robinson. You think he's a good player. You like I the kid, Trier. Well, I, I like him as, like, listen, I like him as a prospect. I don't think he's, like, 
quite there yet. But yes, I do like him as a prospect. All right, so you have you have players that you can build your team around. And then you add R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett's going to be a good player in this league as long as he, he, he falls through what, what a lot of people think he's going to be. And he wants to be here. He wants to be in New York. He came out and said it. I don't want to work out for any other team. I want to play in New York. I want to win in New York. How, when was the last player we heard that? It was K.P. And what did he do? He made the Knicks a laughing stock, and that's why the Knicks got rid of him. He's a joke. And you want to know something? I loved Chris Stapp's poor singing. So you're going to say, well, you loved him. Yeah, I loved him. And then you hear the stories that are coming out with him. Every single day there's a story coming out from Chris KP. Right now he's in the Bahamas. He's hanging out. He's, he's exploring What's all the different strip bars over there in the Bahamas. I mean, come on, man. You're an NBA superstar, okay? You're an NBA player. You got caught. You've been accused for rape. You've been accused for having a bar fight. And you're an NBA What's player. There's nothing wrong with it. But you're promoting, you're, you're selling a product to the kids. Dallas is going to pay you a max contract, and you're making yourself look like a fool. It's not proper. And you want to know something? The Knicks don't need that. They've had those year in and year out. How many guys can we go back and talk about the craziness of the New York Knicks? Uh, uh, we talk about every single year there's somebody acting like a complete Smith. How many guys have the Knicks had over the last... Ten years that have been jackasses for the organization and made the Knicks a laughing stock of, of the NBA. The Knicks do not need that. I like Demar Stoudemire. Him punching an you know, a glass extinguisher in 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 um in TD in TD Garden was a stupid move. It was a joke. He was a laughing stock of the NBA throughout that playoff. When he hurt his hand, he couldn't play anymore in the playoffs. I mean, the Knicks have been a laughing stock. They don't need guys like KP making them look like idiots. And that's a fact. I just I think where the Knicks are right now, you don't add on a bad contract that doesn't make sense. It just it's a stupid move. I don't want any of those guys. And I'm going to tell you right now as a Knicks fan, even if it's another losing season and they get another that That's what I mean, I'm going to say. I take a chance on Kevin Durant, man. I think Kevin Durant is completely worth Paying him to sit out a year because he's hurt to have him for three three more years. It would also depend on who else would come, though, because Durant's not going to come to the Knicks on his own. But he might, though. And no, people, no, he's I not coming on his own. I no. don't see it. Going to the Nets now, and I hope the Nets get him. I really do. I hope the Nets get him. Because right now, while everybody keeps saying, well, the Nets are in a better position right now, well, they're going to lose their best player. If they add Kyrie Irving and they add Kevin Durant or they add – Jimmy Butler, whoever they're going to add over there to play with Kyrie Irving. They're going to give up their best young player in D'Angelo Russell. And there will be teams swarming in on that guy, including the Knicks. Including the Knicks. The Knicks would be stupid not to swarm in and try to uh, scrape up D'Angelo Russell right now. Because you see what he could do. You see what he could produce. And he's would another lefty. Would you want lefty. D'Angelo or would you want Kemba? I, I, as everybody knows, I love Kemba Walker. I'm a Kemba Walker fan. I'm not giving him a super max contract. I'm just not. And he already he's said that he's not eligible for it if he goes to the next. I, I understand that. That's why I don't think he's going there. I think he already said that he would take less money to play for Charlotte. Well, no, no, he's eligible for a super max in the sense of money wise, just a year one that you're already on. That's the incentive to stay with the team. So the super max would come from the Hornets. He's only eligible for the max with the Knicks. 
Well, you probably know more than I do when it comes to that stuff, Jeff. I, I, I don't know anything about that's when how contracts. Steph, that's how Steph Curry got the original Supermax contract is because that extra year with that extra money on, on the last year is an incentive for you to stay with the team that drafted you. I do not Russell want... Russell Westbrook did the same thing. I, I don't want Kemba Walker because right. he... Th- I don't want... Not eligible for Supermax if he goes anywhere else but Charlotte. I, I do not want Kemba Walker, and I love Kemba. Kemba. He's going to be 30 years old. I don't want Kemba Walker. I'm not giving him a four-year deal where he's making $40 million. I'm not doing... The only it. difference about Walker, Kemba is... But he's still more of an attacking guard than he is a shooter, though, I too. take a 23-year-old D'Angelo Russell. I think it makes a lot of sense for the Knicks if the, if the Nets decide to part ways for him. I think the Knicks should be I, – I would park my bus in front of the Barclays Center waiting for D'Angelo Russell to come out after he's, they say they're not re-signing him because I would, I would swarm right in and tell him to jump on a bus and we'll sign you right there. I mean – So then what are you doing with Dennis Smith? Are you trading Dennis Smith? No, I, I told – me and Mike were just talking about it. I, what I would do is I would make – either move D'Angelo Russell to the two or – that's what I would do. Dennis Smith Jr. is still under contract for another two or three years. Keep him until you find the best position to move him. Or he might say, you know what, I like this position. I like, I'm still going to get my 28, 30 minutes a game, 32 minutes a game, and I'm going to play for a young team that I want to play for. He wants to be in New York, Dennis Smith Jr. He wanted to come here in the beginning. Obviously, Phil Jackson didn't want him. <laughs> you know, but that, that's fine. I mean, and they're and I'm I'm hearing right now the Knicks are trading Frank Nelikina. I I I disagree. I think it's a bad move, mistake for the Knicks. Yeah, I don't know what you're gonna get for him. That's gonna be that. He's good gonna right go to the Spurs. You watch. I, I will put money on it. He goes to the Spurs. Right, but you're trading him on a low. It's not fine. A good look. Whatever. He'll go to the Spurs and turn into a superstar. That's what's gonna happen. You watch. I it's mean, gonna it's happen. Possible. I mean, Popovich has done pretty good thing with French guards before. No, yep, that's what's gonna happen. I'm telling you right now. And he loves Frank Nelikina. I've heard a rave about him every time he was watching him play. Papa, this kid can pass. He can move. He can do this. He, he just needs the right organization. He needs the right team around him before this offseason is over. Because they don't need him. Why do they need him if they have Dennis Smith Jr. and they go after uh, D'Angelo Russell? And D'Angelo Russell, it makes a lot of sense if, if he becomes available for him to be a Nick. It makes a lot of sense. It really does. Because I mean, you, is he a free agent? Yes, he is. Well, no, no, not so yet. No, not yet. What do you mean not yet? He's not. He's restricted. And if they bring in Kyrie Irving and somebody else, they'll renounce his rights. He's not a, he's right. not a UFA. He's restricted. All right. So and if Kyrie Irving's more likely to go there, and if Kyrie Irving more likely to go there, D'Angelo Russell— re- Right. They have to renounce his rights. All right. And, and he will be available. And I, and I think they'll be— I don't t- think he'll go to the Knicks. Oh, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm very interested to see. I mean, he, he likes New York. He's, he's come out and said he loves the city. He loves being over there. Why not go to Madison Square Garden and play with the young players that, the, that he has a chance to play with? And he knows R.J. Barrett. And him and R.J. R.J. has come out and said that he needs with in the off seasons. So, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it, but again, I don't know what the Knicks are thinking. I, I do know this. Scott Perry knows what he's doing. And if, if Scott Perry doesn't make any stupid moves and trade away draft picks in, in the near future, I think the Knicks are in a good position right now to be a good team. They have money and they have draft stock, something they haven't had in over 30 years. And to say that about the new organization. So um, that's all I'm going to say about the NBA right now. I, uh, I, think the, I think the steal of the draft, and I think uh, and I, 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 you guys are going to definitely keep your eyes on this kid because I love this kid and uh, – uh, the Trailblazers uh, at 25 drafted Nazir Little. Mm-hmm. I love Nazir Little, and I think he could be the steal of the draft. I think Nazir Little could be Rookie of the Year this year. That's how good what I think. You, what he, do you think was the best value of the draft? 
Best value? What do you mean best value? What do you mean? Um, like like the best player at the lowest pick. Uh, Nazir Little. I, Nazir Little. I think it's either him or the kid the Clippers got at 27, Cabin Gelly. I, I, shooting big men are what the league is about now, and he could do a lot I of mean, things. For my money, at 44, I'll take Bol Bol. That, that's a good one, too. Well, Bol Bol, too. Yes. I don't think Bol Bol is going to transition well in the NBA. But I don't think the Nuggets need him to be the that's star, why though. That's 44, but if 40- He was that good. He would have went in the first round the way the NBA is today, but I think because of everything transitioning, I don't think he'll fit well. That's well, well, that's why he fell. And, right, that's why he and fell. And also, right. again, Denver's one of the few teams that could afford to they wait on that because they have the depth. I was surprised Nazir Little fell that far. I was very surprised. Because he had a bad offensive year. I'm not, I, I I'm not surprised. He, I'm surprised he fell that far, but I knew he would fall. Uh, I, I think he fell too far, and I think the Trailblazers got themselves a good player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got themselves a very good player. And with that it team... It seems like there's a logjam there for the... You know, like, look, look, it's a good pick regardless, right? Because it's Nasir Little at 25 or 24 or whatever it was. 25, but still, yeah. man, like... That what a logjam at that position for the Trailblazers, though. Yeah, that's why I think the game. that's why I think they're going to trade McCollum. I, I have been saying that over and over. I think the Trailblazers are going to do everything they can to try to add a big man to this team. I, I really do, and do I don't they know. Need one? I think they do. I, I think they've had problems defending. They got against, Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah, but here's the thing: with Nurkic is coming off a bad injury, and I, I again isn't Nurkic a free agent? No, no, he's not. A, how, uh, how many years does Nurkic? I want to say he's two left. I think he's got one year left, if I'm not mistaken. They were I mean, do- his his injury looked bad, but it's not the it's not the worst thing. It, you know, it was only a broken leg. You just got to wait for the leg to heal. It's still a significant injury, Jeff. I mean, right? But it's not like there was you know yeah. ligament damage and and stuff like it's really bad when there's ligament damage. No, he's got three years left. Saying? All right, so maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. I'd still add big men. They they need more than one big man. They're a very small team. They don't have a lot oh, yeah. of. They don't have a lot of size coming off the bench either. I think that McCollum right now, he, he's at his out to be anywhere the player that they think he could be. They, they might not need C.J. McCollum. Damian Lillard's there for the, for the long run. But if Damian Lillard has another, you know, this team doesn't really produce. They went to the, they went to the Western Conference Finals for the first time in that team's, uh, in, in a very, very long time with Damian Lillard. They've never been. Yeah, I think a, the first time since 2000 or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Damian Lillard's never been to a Western Conference Finals. They've gone the furthest they've ever gone. And they couldn't get over the hump, and they played a Golden State Warrior team that was just that much better than them. I, I, I don't. I still think they're two or three players away from being a good team. So I mean, uh, being a, a, a not a good team, a championship level team. So I, I, I think Nazir Little. If you if you move McCollum, you can get yourself um, two, possibly three, decently good players from CJ McCollum that you can help your team grow and get better. So I. I'm interested to see what's going to happen. I think there's a lot of things that. Um, and also, Blake Griffin already came out and says he wants out of Detroit. So, and he had a very good season. I'm not a Blake Griffin fan. He had a. <laughs> oh, we know. <laughs> he had a very good season. He had a very good season. So, I, there'll be teams looking at Blake Griffin to add him. Maybe the fu- finishing puzzle. Why not Portland? Mm-hmm. Why not Portland add Blake Griffin to that team? That would be. If, if, and you want you might not have to give up McCollum for Blake Griffin. No, I don't. I wouldn't. <laughs> you know, you have Blake Griffin, C.J. McCollum, Damian Lillard, Nurkic. I mean, that team is a championship team right there. I mean, but in a shooting league, does anyone really want Blake Griffin? But Blake Griffin proved it last year that he can hit the 17, 16 foot jumper distinctive, distinctively. Right. He's not the same erratic shooter. Yeah, as he so used to be. he proved that he can do that. 
So, I mean, his percentage went up, what, 6 or 7 percent or something like that? His overall range in general. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he went up high last year for what he did. You put him with Damian Lillard and, and C.J. McCollum and some of the young players that they have right now over there, they could be a championship competitive team next year. It makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of things that could happen this offseason. Uh, Detroit also has the other big man. What's his name again? I mean, there'll be teams looking at him that are looking for a big man, a.k.a. the Lakers. You know? They have one, Anthony Davis. Yeah, that's not happening. No, Lakers no, but, don't but have the Anthony defense. Davis is going to be the point power forward. He's not going to be the center. Actually, I think he will be. I, I think he's going to be. I think, I think, Kuz, I think it Kuz depends on how they structure the, the rest of the team, though. I think it's Davis at five, Kuzma at four, LeBron at three. I thought Kuzma's playing the three. No. LeBron doesn't matter. To I, don't LeBron's gonna play the I don't four. know if he's fast enough for the three, Kuzma. I think LeBron would play the three most likely in this scenario. Kuzma could play the two. Again, unless. Kuzma could play the two. He's, I wouldn't put it six foot ten. I think they only two. did that in particular. We'll see. I, I don't know, but there'll they'll, they'll be opportunity for teams to look at Andre Drummond to add him to their team where he's a good player. He's a significant piece that can help a team win a championship. So, uh, And there'll be teams available out there that might be interested in Andre Drummond. So even the Clippers. Maybe the Clippers be interested mm-hmm. in him. You know, So uh, it, it's going to be a fun offseason. Jeff, uh, before I let you go, and I, I wanted to ask you what you uh, – It's not, you know, Capo Caco and, and the, the Jack Hughes's, you know – it's not one of those top kind of sexy kind of picks, but I think that they got a good player where they were drafted. I really like that kid. I will tell you this. There was a lot of people that told me at the draft when I was there talking to some of the writers and people that study and that go to these camps and all that other stuff. A lot of people say that Kako and Jack Hughes might not even be the best player in the draft. They say that there's a lot of players in a second round that were drafted that fell out of the first. Uh, what's the kid that was drafted by Carolina at 28? That a lot of people love. Um, I forget his name. Yeah, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Too. Um, I forget his name. Uh, people loved him in a draft, and he fell to 28. Oh no, was it Thomasino? No, no that, was kid, that was Nashville. He fell right after after the Islanders. I think Nashville took Thomasino. Yes, he did. Um, twenty eight. It was twenty eight. It was twenty eight. By the Hurricanes was oh Ryan Suzuki. Suzuki. Yeah. They they were saying that Suzuki should have been a top. Junior divisions, uh, the most they've seen in the last, I don't know, since uh, I think three or four years. I mean, the guy is a, a tremendous player. Uh, and compare his game to Barzell. I mean, that's, that's, that's the type of player that he is. So uh, there's okay, a. But hockey is just one of those things, right? Like, mm-hmm. yes, I, I realize any draft, any kind of thing like that, you know, a lot of it draft. Players are hits in the top 10 generally in NBA, right? Hockey is so crazy that. You never know who's going to be good at the next level and who isn't. It's so crazy. 250 people were drafted um, on Saturday and Friday. They say maybe 48 will make it to the NHL. 48. Right, More and, like, and NHL usually is like there's a couple that you know will be in the league right away and be very good, but even that's like every other year or something like that, every two right. years. Hockey's so hot or cold on who could be good. You're absolutely right, and, and, and everybody loves it. And I listened to the Beave the other day. He was text, he was sending messages all over social media telling me, oh, the Rangers got the best player in the draft. I said, how do you figure they got the best player in the draft? Oh, he's the, he's the, he's the quickest player that can make it to the NHL. Yeah, he's the quickest player. He plays on a bigger ice. Yes, he's got a tremendous amount of offensive ability. He's, he's a good skater. He's, he's got a good shot. Mm-hmm. The question is, 
Could he do it day in and day out with the hitting that he didn't he didn't really see in Finland? I mean, fin, the Finnish league right, is not a, more finesse. It, right. It's not a it's not a hitting league. No, they're more North American heavy than they are European heavy. Yes, because the ice is smaller. Dude, those Europeans they don't really grow up with hitting. They don't they, they play on a bigger ice surface. Like they're not used to the smaller ring and a more physical style. Like generally, it's the look what happened here in Columbus. Yep. And, and, I, and I think that's what you're going to look at. There were a lot of uh, United States players. There were seven or eight of them drafted in the first round. Three Long Islanders drafted in the first three rounds. I Nine mean, were drafted in the first round. Yeah, so it, it's it's incredible. United States hockey, I saw Van Biesburg. I saw Van Biesburg for a very quick. He, he saw me. He smiled at me and says, how's everything going? I said, I'm tired and I'm jet lagged. I want to go home. He said. He smiled back at me and says, Go home and get some sleep. And I said, I'm, I'm going to try to. I'm, I might sleep in the media section or something like that. And he started laughing. That was the only thing I said. But I talked to a bunch of United States. Uh, rec- um, uh, I, I talked to agents, a couple agents, but recruiters, uh, guys that recruit and stuff like that, the United States players from Boston and stuff like that. They, they say this is one of the best United States drafts they've seen in the last, I think they only, I think in terms of the overall players selected, I think they only had 10 less than Canada, which was never thought of in years it, past. United States hockey is growing here on Long Island. Messi has opened up those rinks in Brooklyn in the next next two years. Once those rinks go up, I, you see how many Long Islanders are getting drafted now. Just imagine, I went on, I was on the plane on the way back. I, I, I hung out with uh, Dom, um, I forget his last name, who was drafted by Carolina in the third round at number 90. And he, they, he's five foot eight. Jeff, five foot eight, and they say that this guy is the second best skater for the United States team, right behind Jack Hughes. Dominic Fensor. Fensor, and he's five foot eight. What happens is when there's more TV exposure, when there's more stuff like that, a sport becomes more popular, and then those kids become better, right? But I just find it so funny that we've never lived in a time with less hockey coverage, but yet more American players are cracking into the first round in the in the draft. It's, it's almost counterintuitive, right? It's unbelievable. It really is. And, and that's why I, a lot of the people that were there, even the, the Vancouver people, the, uh, all the Canadian people that were there, and there were a lot of Canadians. Try- no, no, that's great. what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying I, I get why that's why they're trying into- to bring it into inner cities to make it more well-rounded. No, listen, I understand the, the challenges to hockey, but what I'm like as far as juniors and kids and more people playing hockey, but I'm just even talking about like, Dude, where can, like you used to be able to flip on ESPN and ESPN2, and they had a ton of hockey coverage. They've done away with it. Yep. Right? Because of the NHL flip Network. You can almost any channel and find a hockey game anymore when you used to be able to. So we're living in a time where the, the, the sport and drafted, that it's counterintuitive. No, you're absolutely right. I agree with you. And it, it's incredible the way United States hockey has grown. You got to thank John Van Beesbrook and, and his team of. Uh, of young coaches developing and building these guys at a young age and, and turning these guys into the players that they are. It, it's incredible. And you, I'm telling you, United, and it's not crazy to say, by, by 2021, 2022, I think United States hockey will be the best um, country when it comes to hockey in the world. I really do believe it. With the players that are, are coming out of these drafts, think about P.K. Subban getting traded to the Devils. I mean, it was, it was an out, outrage. What did you say? I said it was bizarre. It was bizarre. I, I, a lot of people thought it was bizarre. And it's funny because 
It was yeah. a steal for Jersey. Uh, I don't it think, was. Yes, it was. I don't. Steal. I, I, don't I agree. I, I, believe it or not, a lot of the writers that were there, and even the GM that was there, uh, Nashville Predators GM, after after the draft, they, he spoke on PK Subban, and so did the the GM for the Devils. He said that he the, the Devils uh, GM said we could afford the nine million dollar contract. That's why we brought Subban in. Plus, he's going to sell jerseys. He's going to bring in a better fan he's base. Polarizing PK yes, Subban. Yes. But the thing is, is oh, there's no doubt he's going to pay for himself. Oh, yeah. he's, he's no so polarizing. He's yes, but the whole thing is, is he's going to be 32 years old. No, yes, he is. No, he's, he's 31. Not. No, he's not. He's 30. That'll go check how old he is, Speedy. I think he's 29. Going to be 30. I think he's 31. And he's got three years left on his contract. Uh, it's perfect. He's 30 nine. right now. You, yeah, he's 30 right now. Yeah, he just turned 30. His birthday, May 13th. Yeah, he just turned 30. So he just turned 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a great deal for Jersey. He had 30. How many, points, how many points did he have last year? 32? 31? Yeah, it was a down year. I'm still trying to find I mean, that. he uh, might. Yeah, a down year in points, but he's a defenseman, man. Sometimes that's just how the. Yeah, 31 the points. Nine goals, defense. 22 a lot assists. Of, a lot of the. A lot of the. Um, a lot of the writers said that it, it's a lot of money to take uh, take over that. He will be the leader of that team for the next couple of years as Jack Hughes starts to grow in a position. But here's the thing. Obviously, they don't think they're going to be able to resign Taylor Hall. And and, and well, I mean, this this brings I mean, significance of trying to resign Taylor I mean, Hall. That's what I'm saying. They I mean, you got think Jack Hughes, Nico, and now PK Subban. Those are big prominent. Taylor names. Hall is one of the best offensive players in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that, that's a thing. And you and it, bringing in PK Subban, I, you might as well kiss Taylor Hall goodbye because that's he's not resigning with them. So maybe that's I, what, I think be able to keep Kucherov, Stamkos. Edmund, Pollock, Kalorn. And, and, and Eiserman did it, and where's Eiserman now? He's in Detroit. So. <laughs> well, he left the team. He didn't get fired. He left the team in great and I, I, shape. And, and he did. He left them in great shape. And, and you want to know something? Steve Eiserman had a great draft, too. He had a great draft. Right, Loved what I'm he did. Saying, it's not out of the realm of possibility that the, the, the Devils won't re-sign Taylor Hall. I mean, Tampa just went through it with a bunch of their dudes. I, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to become a free agent. I think he's going to go elsewhere. I, I think they knew that. That's why they took on the contract. Uh, but a lot of people thought that this was no. If he doesn't sign, they're trading him. They're not going to let him walk. The, 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 a lot of people think that they're going to cap. Ray Shiro is a very good GM, but bringing in PK Subban. Having Nico, who was the number one pick, and now Jack Hughes to go with Hall and Palmieri, right now that first line, and you got a building block of a defenseman, they gave up peanuts. That was a steal for Jersey. Santini, Davies on a second, two seconds, it's a steal. Yeah, but they, they, they took on a huge contract, love, Mike. They have cap space. The they have a ton of cap space. No, I didn't. I didn't deal. like that move. I didn't like that move. That's just me. I love the Subban move for a whole different reason, right? Like, because it's just – it's perfect way to cuck the Rangers, uh, you know, on, on their sign of getting Capo Caco and just trading for Subban. What a way to cuck them. That's well, they, they also brought in Truba, and Truba's a good defenseman, too. I mean, he's a top defenseman. He's a, he stays no, Truba's healthy, great. Yeah. I love Truba. Top 15, like, top 20 defenseman. the Rangers with the number two pick than the trade for Subban. I thought it was like... So perfectly New York. I was actually very happy because the Islanders were being, you know, uh, on Friday. I wanted nothing to do with it. That's what I said. I, on Friday, I was I used hearing, to love Truba. I don't like No, no, I'm talking about on Friday, they were talking about P.K. Subban going that the Islanders were in on P.K. Subban. I said, I hope not. I hope not. And I was sitting there and Ashley says, you watch, you watch. Michael, well, Michael. It's possible. I, mean, I didn't want P.K. Subban. 
As an Islander fan, I did not want P.K. Subban. I do not want that contract. Anders Lee right now is giving the Islanders problems resigning right now. I like what they did with Everly. They didn't give him a lot of money. For how many years? It's for, six for was six. It three or thirty? It was thirty-two million. I think no, they gave it was him. six for six. Thirty-six. Thirty-six six, million. Yeah, well, six thirty-six years. million. Yeah. That's a lot of money, Mike. Yeah, it's a little money. It's a lot of money, Mike. You're I, talking about a 25-year-old center yeah. that actually was consistent all year with a brand-new coaching staff. I don't like him. I never did. He scored 20 goals almost every single year. I understand that. I just don't like Brock Nelson. I never liked him. He's not a durable player. I just, I, I, durable? I, I don't think he's a durable player. He barely player. misses games. I, I'm talking about his size and his... He's skinny. He's, he's, he's a... He's a pushover. He's 6'3", 215. He's skinny, Mike. He had his best year this year where Mike. he engaged in contact. Mike, I know how many goals I, he had. I agree I with you in the past, skinny. Bill Coaches. He had his best season ever under real coaching. I got to give the kid the benefit of the doubt moving forward. 36 million for six years? Yeah, six for six. I think, I think it's a little too much. I, I mean, too much of my blood. You can't sit there and say that you love Lou Lamorello and that you love Barry Trotz. I, I, what is, I oh, love Trotz. They're so good at their job, right? Oh, they're so good at their job. And then say, what a bad deal they gave out. Like, yeah, I would never. see something in Brock Nelson that they really, really like going forward. He but, actually had his most, this whole year. I like Jordan Eberle. I Bro- think Eberle said. Brock Nelson was engaged. Every, he did not take a shift off compared to the way he used to be. He and they was said, actually engaged the whole year. And the he had his best season. Reading something the other day. They got 21 million left. You sure? I'm positive. Uh, Speedy, could you look that up for me? Islanders cap space? Yes, please. Remaining, it's 21. Yes. Just uh, look that up for me. I, th- I thought it was 27. I thought maybe I misread it. But and 11 million is being still, offered for yeah, Bergman. Yeah, uh, about 20.74. So 11, million, yeah. 11 million is going to be offered to Panarin if he takes it. I, I, I would pay him more. I would pay him more. If, if you want Panarin, you're going to have to overpay for him. Because you're Panarin not going to get him. But I think Letty's on the block. And depending on who they bring in, if they, if they have multiple offers, Bailey could be gone too. Well, I still think the Islanders will be in for Matt Duchesne. I, I, I still think they'll be in for I, him. I think he's signed still and delivered in Nashville. You really do? Yeah. I, I, yeah. A lot of people still the think The P.K. Subban trade opened up the money to give to Yossi. They still have cap room to give to Duchesne. We'll see. Yeah, du- yeah, Duchesne's going to Nashville. Yeah, I think uh, Nashville's uh, GM was very, and I've got some video, and I'm I'm going to get it posted. It's funny because somebody posted, uh, Pioli has got to be the GM of the decade. You know, he traded away Weber, Suter, PK Subban, and there's another guy on the list. I'm drawing a blank of uh, oh, and Seth Jones, all top D men in his tenure. He did not trade away Seth Jones. Seth Jones was a Columbus draft pick. No. No. Seth Jones was no. dealt for Ryan he Johansson. Was, yeah, he was dealt for Ryan Johansson. <laughs> no, I thought he was. Paid. No, 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 no. He was a high end no. prospect with Seth Nashville. Jones was supposed to go to Colorado, and Colorado took Nathan McKinnon, which was the right choice. Right. And Seth Jones dropped, and Nashville picked him up because Nashville's just loaded with D men. I'm positive, Jeff. Trust I, me. I no. Seth Jones was drafted no, by he was traded for Ryan Johansson. It was the best hockey trade, but obviously if Seth Jones would have... What, what, what I saw at the draft is th- this was a, a lot of depth in this draft. Um, and I, I love uh, Spencer Knight. Spencer Knight's a good Yeah, that kid. was a great pick. He's a good kid. He, he seems like a really nice kid. Really outgoing. After he did the interviews with the press, I, I actually got a chance to speak with him for about five minutes in conversation with him. Nice, nice kid. Really, really nice kid. And uh, they have, there's just a lot of, there were a lot of good players in this year's draft. Were, everybody keeps saying it's Jack Hughes and Capital. No, it wasn't. 
No, it wasn't. And I'll tell you this. No, Van- there's going to be other good players. Vancouver, too. Vancouver got a steal at 10. They got a steal at 10. And whenever he comes into the league, they're saying that that kid could be the best player in the draft. That's how good he is. He was supposed to be the fifth. They're a bum organization. What happened? They're a bum organization, though. Ah, they got some good young players. Get get out of here. You don't like Peterson? He's an all right player, but that team is just in Elijah Peterson's an okay player? He's a good player. That guy's okay. He's a fantastic player. Mm -hmm. He's like 22 years old. He's a fantastic player. The kid, we'll we'll, it fell apart we'll in the see. second half of the season because they, it, the guy's right, he's practically playing every single shift. I mean. <laughs> no, they have two pieces to build around. Dude, Peterson so. is a great Peterson player. Peterson and Brock Bosa are two, you know, studs. Peterson is a great player, man. That kid is going to be a superstar. I, I just don't, like I said he's going to be an MVP candidate. European players. I love. I, really? You really don't? I don't trust Name me a tough European. Name what? Name a tough European. A tough European? Yeah. Yeah, name a tough European player. Yamir Yager. He, uh, he was a European player. in the league. Next. Oh, that's in the league now? Oh, in the league right now? Is it Dano Chara? Trillion years old, and he's oh come on, off. Jeff! I just gave you another one, and you're 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 gonna turn it around again. He right, plays for right, your team. No, no, you, right. He plays right, your you, team because you can name one. You want how many? How many off the top of my head that I can name that are softer than babies? Uh, there's no question that European players are softer, well, because and even in basketball, they're soft. But to say that there aren't tough European players is crazy. I got another one, Alexander Ovechkin. You don't think he's a tough player? Russian. That's Asia. That's a European player. That's part uh, Europe. You, and where they, they play is Europe. He is a European player. What Most of the KHL is Europe. Jeff, come on, then, man. Then I'm, then I'm going to buy you a globe. You and Kyrie Irving are getting a globe. Oh, for here we go again. Jeff, I know the globe. Can, it's part Europe, part Asia. Russia. It's part Europe, part Asia. It splits... It splits up, and most Alexander, of the KHL is Europe. Ovechkin is absolutely a European player, man. Are, are you crazy? Come on, Jeff. Asia. Jeff, most of the KHL Jeff, teams are in Europe. Jeff, in Jeff if, you, every Russia. if you give me a list of players throughout the league and throughout the teams, I could find a bunch of them that are tough. A bunch. Hockey players are tough. They are. There are some good. They're weak. And that's why I think Capocaco, or everything that Mike I'll, says. I'll give you Landis Kog is a tough guy, and he's Swedish. Mm-hmm. He's European. I mean, but it's hard. Dude, it's harder to find right. one that can play in the league. Oh, yeah. They're North American. Than it is. No question. You're right. North American players, Canadian players, and American players are tougher than European players. There's no question. That's what They don't build their team on finesse. They build their team on power and stamina and the ability that they can dominate the game by that way. And that's why, that's why American, there are more American players getting drafted in the first round. And there are very quality, talented, young American players that can skate. One of the best skaters in the league, I just told you, in this draft, was drafted in the third round by Carolina. And he was the 90th pick. Nobody even knows who he is. And he's five foot eight, dude. I am I, I, 150 pounds soaking wet. And they're saying that he's one of the best skaters in the draft. Right behind Jack Hughes. He was drafted in the third round by Carolina. I mean, it's just, uh, you can find talent. You just, you, you got to know what you're doing. You have to have a good scouting, scouting team. And Rob Brindamore is a great coach. So, I, is he? I think he is. I think he's a he great coach. Brendan Moore is a good coach. Just, 
Dude, he just had his doors blown off by the Bruins. Uh, that's fine. Okay, and he also he had a young team. the team that just won the Stanley Cup, and they beat the Islanders, who had just blew goalies. the doors off the Penguins. They had so. second-tier goalies. They had well, second-tier it, goalies. In all, in all fairness, Jeff, every team that rested got blown out. Right. So, I mean, just, you know, maybe they, they shouldn't rest. <laughs> it sucks. It's, I, I tell you, I love you, Jeff. You're a pain in the ass. You always hold on. Are. What did Mikey just say? Every team that had a rest got blown out. The majority. The he used the wrong word. The majority. Right. I'm talking about from. The, I was going. I was just going from the East point of view. I wasn't and going. By the home. way, the Islanders rested the longest out of any team in their series. The longest. And, and you know who had another really, really long rest? Maybe the longest. Who? The Columbus Blue Jackets, who swept the. Tampa Bay. Yes. And then got their doors blown off by the Bruins. Just so you know. Doors. It was six just, games. Just, a lot of them were just, so you, just so you know, the Islanders had to, they had more rest and a longer rest than the Blue Jackets did against Tampa. So, after they beat Tampa. The and Islanders Columbus played a competitive how, series. With the almost two the weeks. Series went seven games almost. And the, and the Blue Jackets were done in four. Almost two weeks. The, the Blue Jackets were, were done in six to the Bruins, not four. <laughs> No, no, no. They no. The Blue Jackets series were done in four. To oh, the to Tampa. They okay. Swept the Lightning. All right. Right. No, no and question. In the first round, the Bruins series against Toronto went seven games. Okay. Right. Making my point of every team that really rested pretty much got eliminated. That had a long rest. He's that, right that was my that. point. No, you think? Yeah, you use the word blowout, and the Bruins are the exception of that. But you're right in the fact that they all lost. I was only going from the East perspective. No, of, you know, what the I, Islanders, Pittsburgh. You just never know with talent, and and, and everybody gives. God. And if you look at the teams that lost, that got beat, full of Europeans because they got out muscled and out hit. Look what happened to San Jose, St. Louis. Oh, they San Jose them. had the most. Ta- San Jose had the most talent at any team in the not a European. San Jose's got a mixture. Burns is not a European. San Jose is okay. mostly Canadian. Burns, he's not a European. Couture. Thornton, Timo Meyer, Swedish. Okay, I'll give you that. Donskoy is European, but Donskoy doesn't play. Hurdle's European, but you got you got Couture, Pavelski, uh, Burns, um, Vlasic, Dylan, even when he was there, right? They're they're mostly Canadian and American. Yeah. Right, but any time that your big players are European, like players, is, is, and is, is Couture and, and Pavelski. Yeah, and Couture was the best player in the playoffs for them, and he's Canadian. Who didn't play because he got hurt. Right. He got hurt towards the end of that, season, that series. So then you were just left with Europeans, soft. <laughs> and the Blues' best player who won the Stanley Cup is Russian. <laughs> uh, who? Tarasenko. Ivan Barbashev? Is that what we Tarasenko. O'Reilly well, was no, the no, best, their best player. Well, no, O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Their best overall player. Yes, yes. The O'Reilly. MVP, oh, the MVP oh, of the oh, cup oh, was O'Reilly. O'Reilly. By the way, O'Reilly, O'Reilly, nicest guy you'll ever meet. Nicest guy you'll ever meet. So, uh, very, very nice guy. Beard. What happened? Grow the hell of a beard. He was nice. I fans and he played for the Rangers. So, very, very nice kid. Very you mean nice Michael Delzato you're talking about? Delzato, I'm sorry. Yeah. Del Cole's Islanders, guys. <laughs> Michael Delzato, I'm sorry. Yeah. But uh, very, very nice kid. Very, very nice. He was. Uh, he knows Ashley pretty well, so he actually gave us a pretty good interview. And, uh, um, you know, he, it was great. It was a great experience, by the way, Jeff. I, I got to go on the ice and watch St. Louis hoist the cup and celebrate with them. It was a great experience. It really was. Yeah, I mean, I'm not – Obviously, as a Bruins fan, I'm unhappy with the way the whole thing ended. And I'm a huge, like, by the way, I'm a huge Brad Marchand fan now. So, just so you know dude, that. I'm not unhappy with, the, with, with, the, with the, how the Bruins season turned out. The Bruins had a great season and a great playoff run. 
I'm not embarrassed by that loss whatsoever. Like they last game, they just couldn't get one by Bennington. Mm-hmm. No, they in that first period. I think they outshot him fourteen first to five period. or something. Well, like watch that. the third period when he made that leg kick. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable, incredible save. That yeah, was one of the I best mean, saves. Listen, that's what can happen in the playoffs. You can just get run hot into goalie. a hot goal yeah, and you get your buzzsaw. But like I thought, the Bruins outplayed the Blues in that seventh game. Yeah, and I've and said then, this. I've said this over and over again. Goalie is the most important position when it comes to the playoffs. I believe the most important position out of all is a great centerman. That's what I've said this over and over again. If you have a centerman that could score, win faceoffs dominantly, and do the 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 the, the dirty stuff on the boards, then you have a good player. O'Reilly was arguably the best center. Right. In the playoffs. And they had to do a good job canceling out that Bruins' first line, which was dominating all playoffs. Besides game six, they really didn't do anything. It wasn't hard to cancel the Bruins' top line. Why? Because you had a soft-ass European playing wing in Pasternak. Dude, he was – dude, they barely even looked at him. He was afraid to go get pucks in the corner. Hey, listen. I I, – again, I – Then they should address Bacchus. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but that's not that's not the tra- that's not the trade off. Uh, you're, you're smarter than that, Mike. Come on, Mike I'm just saying. I mean, if you want to talk about tough, they should have just dressed back as the no, Bruins. They, they they, no, they should have dressed back as. But the trade off would have been for Wagner, who's like a bottom line guy. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Briswell like, shifted around. Br- Briswell yeah, Backus should have probably played. Briswell was hurt. Everybody was saying that when I was there. Everybody believes Briswell. Briswell, the whole. Uh, Patrice Bourgeois was hurt all Bergeron. series. Bergeron, I'm Patrice sorry. Bergeron? Bergeron, Bergeron was hurt the whole Bergeois? series. Bourgeois? Uh, that's you dude, claim to know hockey and you don't dude, know Patrice. Dude, dude, yeah, for a second I thought you were talking about Grizzly. Let me, for a let, second. Me, let me. <laughs> I didn't know what he was talking yeah, about. Yeah, let me. Let me tell when you. He, so, when he brought up Bourgeois, I started thinking of Patrice Bourgeois, who used to play defense on the Canadians. Who you were talking Listen to listen to me. Listen to me. You're you're taking shots at me. I had no sleep. The whole time Dude, I was I'm there, not, not I came on. I'm tired. I'm tired. You want to know something? I wasn't even going to come on, come in on this show today. But I, I've been, I've been out for three weeks. I've been at the draft. I had no sleep. I'm jet lagged. I came over from 11 p.m. I, I got home at 7:45. Had no sleep all day long, taking care of things that I've missed over the weekend. And I'm here doing a show. I mean, the fact that I'm here doing a show, you making a mocking. The names that I'm using, dude, I'm tired. I need, I need the Beef to call up. I have something to answer. There's him. nothing to say to him. There's nothing to say to him. The fact that Beef says Capococco is the best player in the draft is an idiocy thing to say. Beef, it? Beef, if you're listening, I need you to call up next because I'm actually going to give you props on something. So oh, you got to call in. About the Cowboys? Give me a break. What? He's, he's call such up. a homer. Of course he loved the Capo Caco thing. He loved drafting a soft dude because he's a Cowboys fan, and that's all they draft is soft players. Listen, I think Caco's going to be a good player. I just, I think, I think the the Ranger fans need to take, you know, stop for a second and realize that he's going to the NHL where it's a heavy hitting league, and these guys know that he is not. He's played in a finesse league. He's, he's going to have problems. He's going to have problems. He's gonna have problems, and I'll tell you this right now. Meeting him, meeting him, nice kid. He doesn't, he barely knows how to speak English, but the guy is thin as a rail. Okay, he is thin. There is, he's tall, six foot two, thin. There is, there's no meat on that kid, none. So I don't even, but I don't even care. Those Finnish players, they're softer than the Beams double chin. Soft <laughs> double chin. Oh God. Thanks, Jeff. 
Always enjoyed it. I'm going to go look up Breeze Bois and look at his stats for the playoffs. <laughs> Patrice Bissois, he played for Montreal. He's a defenseman in the Canadiens. Oh, my God. But, yeah, Patrick Breeze <laughs> You know what I meant. You know what I mean? I, I'm going home and I'm going to sleep. I don't need to deal with your crazy stupidity. God so bless in... you, my man. Yeah. It's unbelievable. You, you forgot the, the best player on the team's name. One of the best players in the league. You're calling him Breeze Bois. What disrespect. Well, I'll tell you this. I, I, I did hear from a lot of people said that he played hurt. The whole series, he was not a hundred percent. Yeah, but a lot of guys do. That's no. No, no, no. That they said no. They said that he was a lot. He, that he had hamstring problems and that he shouldn't have even been on the ice. That he was Wait, trying. But to... you're also talking about the same guy that was in the Stanley Cup against the Blackhawks that they lost a few years back. That played with a collapsed lung. Like the dude's just tough and he plays through it and he doesn't say nothing. Right, well, that's why he didn't have a very good series. Is, is yeah, but I mean, listen, you're out there playing like that's what it is. That's you know that's what you're playing for. So yeah. he's going to make it out there. Yeah. Breeze Bois a gamer. <laughs> Goodbye, <laughs> Jeff. Thank you. Jeff's annoying. He, he really is a pain in the ass. He's, a, he's such a pain in the ass. If he, if he wants to take shots at me, I'm tired. I I'm even trying to think of some names when when I'm I'm trying. You know, when your brain has been fluctuating in all different areas of the day, you know, it's it's hard to remember names. So and and I've again. I, I love hockey, and I do know hockey. I, I just, um, you know, just tired, man. But anyways, uh, before we go, because uh, we got to get out of here. Um, by the way, my mom is in the hospital right now, so I'm probably going to go. Hope everything's okay. Yeah, so do, yeah. So do I. Um, um, the Yankees, uh, I wanted to know you guys' opinion with the Mets, with uh, the Mickey Calloway situation, with the press. uh I think he's on his way out. I, I think after that, I, I could, I, I'll be very surprised that Mickey Calloway has a job before the trade deadline. I just, I, I think there's so much going on. There's no, so much I, turmoil. I think he stays because of the factor of he's, he's getting all the attention of what ownership and the GM should be getting. So because he's their puppet, He's not going anywhere. He'll get fired at the end of the year. I don't right. think he's going anywhere. That's what I think. So. Yeah. Who do you think is going to replace him? I think there's going to be a lot of outrage for uh, to bring in a Girardi figure. Is that who you? Is that who you think they're going to get? I don't know. I, I don't know right now. I think they're going to go, go completely off the grid. So do I. I, I, I don't. <laughs> so do I. I, the reason why I don't think so is because they're in complete shambles and they can't get anything right. They so got they, a good player in Pete Alonso. They, they do. They they need somebody that can get things right, and it starts obviously between the lines of what counts the most, getting the games done. And then, you know, and obviously shift focus there. Because right now, all Callaway is doing is taking the fo- is taking the blame for what the other two idiots should be getting blamed for. Right it's now, all the, you know, Callaway is the front guy right now. He's, a joke. He's not going anywhere. Well, Brody Van Wagen is a joke. Exactly. He's the big joke. I, I'm surprised if, and I know Brody's going to have his job. He, I don't think he lasts after next year. I, I think Brody has has really opened. You got to sing. He opened his mouth too that, much. Hey, bingo. He opened his mouth too much. He embarrassed himself. Oh, we're the team to beat in the East. Are you moron. kidding me? I mean, seriously. <laughs> Philadelphia. Philadelphia's not even at 100. percent They're way better than the Mets are right now. It's it just. 
It's ridiculous. It, it, the way he spoke about the Mets and how he built this team, they have no bullpen. Even Diaz is having no, – Diaz is going to be a good player. I don't want to hear it from the Mets fans, trade Diaz, trade Diaz. <laughs> he's a good player. Yeah, I, he's I, had, he's he's had, had three, three horrible games to rig his ERA. That's about it. He, 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 this kid is a good player. Right. I, I, and there'll be teams lining up for Diaz if they're willing to trade him. I guarantee you. The Yankees oh, will line up for him if the Mets were willing to trade him. I think the, the Yankees would trade Clint Frazier and Floreal for Diaz. I, I could see them doing it. Uh, somebody like that. I, Diaz is a good player. Yeah, because he's controllable. Yeah, he's a good player. I, Listen, I, I, and, I, and I don't mean to take shots, but I mean, half the Mets fan base, they're pretty dumb themselves. So uh, it doesn't really matter. It's, well, the beef. A lot, there's, a lot the of, beef. there's a lot of fan bases that think too much with with you know being too much of a fanatic and not realizing certain things. I mean, it's just and, know, I, li- and I like it's Pete comical. Alonso. It's like, I, li- I like Pete Alonso, but for for the beef to compare Pete Alonso to Judge is a joke. I, I actually, it's not. It's a joke. Actually, Beef said that he has he can, does. Can he have similar power to Judge? And I thought no, but he's proving he can. I think that this is his first year. I think that he is proven that he has power. I want to see him do it consistently, and I'll tell you this right now. Listen, Judge's only been in the league three years. Yeah, but Judge has also and Judge has also turned into a three hundred hitter. I understand that yeah. he's only two seventy six, yeah. and he's got twenty six homers. Mm-hmm. Let's not go off the grid here. He's got more than twenty six home runs. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yes. So I mean, let's not go off the grid. I'll, I'll give him props. That was the thing I was going to give him props on. Is like he. Do- I didn't think he would, but he has Judge. The Beave. The Beave. First of all, the Beave just says that because he's a Met. Okay. No, that's just hypothetical. Yeah, he just said something. He's not Aaron Judge, Mike. And, I didn't and say that. And no, just, he says could he have no, no, Aaron Judge? No, power? no, he said that he's he he's he's right there with the Aaron Judges and stuff. You like can't that. say that about a rookie when you don't know anything. He's not. He's not. It, it, no, it, I'm only talking about the power. I, he has good power. Guys, a, I'm shocked. He's got I'm good, shocked. He's got good power. There's no question that he does. He's, he's a powerful player. Some of his hits that I throw a pop out, they're like gone. I'm but like, he's, really? He's not. He he's not Aaron Judge. And I, I listen to I listen to the Beeve. He's like, oh, he he could be just as good. You'll see. I, he's not Aaron Judge, and he's not even compared to a top three player in the league. Okay, so for him to even say that is ridiculous. And it, yes, he was right. He had power. He's not right. Because of that, he's right that because he's a Met fan and think just like Capo Caco, he's the best player in the draft. How the hell do you know? Why? Because he Hockey scored because he scored team. six goals in the World Championships. That was his excuse on the phone to me. Oh, he had, he had six goals. He led the World Championship. Who the hell cares? In a World Championship, they were playing on Olympics, Olympic ice. What are you talking about, Beef? Just it's stupidity. It's just ridiculous, redundant crap. That I hear from the beef. That doesn't mean I don't think Capocacco is going to be a good player. The kid's going to be a great player in the league. He'll be a 35 consistent goal scorer after his third or fourth year. He's that type of player. He's going to be that type of player. But to even say that this guy is the best player in the draft, he's better than Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes is on a whole nother level right now than Capocacco. He is. It's just a fact. Talent-wise... Capocacco's played in the finish league because he's been a, he's been a professional. So a lot of people say, a lot of writers say, well, he played in the finish league. I also I also say Capocacco played in the finish league, but he played in a weak um, a, a, a weak league, not a, a rough league. It's a finesse league. Hughes has played in a junior junior uh, United States uh, USA divisions where it's a rough. It's hitting. It's North American hockey, and he dominated. He had more goals and more points than anybody since Alexander Ovechkin did. So, I mean, he's the best American prospect 
ever coming out of the draft. Ever. And he's saying that Cabocaco's better than him. I would hold up on the brakes on him. I don't even know if he was the best player in his draft. So it's ridiculous. It's crazy. And it's just, I can't sit here. When he was saying this, I'm like, dude, you have no idea what you're talking about. And to even say that he's better than Jack Hughes, look at the numbers. They're not even close. Jack Hughes, skill set, so. it's, it's not even close. It's not even close. Yeah. Even if Jack Hughes played, let's say this. Capococco played in, I think, 40 games. 40 games in the Finnish League. 40 games. He had 22 goals and 16 assists. And he had uh, 40-something points. Hughes played in 50 games and had 112 points and I think four, almost 40 goals and I, I think 60 assists or some crazy. I think it was 35 and 58 or something some like crazy that. Number yeah. that uh, some crazy numbers like that. Even if you took 40, you take, you take away 10 games because he, he played in a better division, play, played in the Finnish League, he still has more points than Capococco. I mean, I'm, you can't compare it that way, but it, it's just facts. And just okay? tremendous skating centers are now the face of the league now. And center, it's not easy to find a center of that magnitude. Right. I mean, seriously, he is small. He's 5'10". And I'll tell you this. Everybody says he's 5'10". He's more 5'9". I stood right next to him. He's about 5'9". And he's not as small, Mike, because you know, we were talking about, oh, you were saying that he's thin. He's really not as thin as you think he is. He's got big legs. Uh, very big legs for a guy his size. They say his younger brother is going to be better than him. Mm. Really? Yeah. And, and he should be available in the draft in three years. Mm. Two years from what I heard. I think, I, I, I think his younger brother was eligible. there. I think yeah, his he was, was there. It was, yeah. I did. I was over there. I forgot there. his name. Luke. Oh, that's it. I was, I was over there, so... Maybe he'll be an Islander. Who knows? Hopefully. <laughs> the Islanders will be too good by then, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, uh, Jack... Maybe, maybe they'll get another team like Ottawa to be stupid. Maybe they'll get a pick anyway. Maybe he goes play with the Devils <laughs> with his brother. Who knows? I mean, uh, Jack, is, uh, Jack is a lot bigger than people say he is. He's not a thin, thin rail. I mean, the guy has big legs. His upper body needs strength. He definitely needs to build his upper body. But he's a lot bigger than people say he is. So I, I don't know what anybody's saying. that. Oh, Jack Hughes is small. He's skinny. He's not. No. He's not. So uh, I, I was standing right next to him. I was within two feet away from him. Literally two feet away from him. And he's not as thin as everybody says he is. So That's, that's, not, hard, that's not hard to bulk up that much anyway. He's, old, he's 18 years old. Right, I know. He's a kid. So is Capococco. But I'm just telling you, Capo is he's tall, but he's not big. He's not. He's thin. He's very thin. He's got thin legs. So he's strong skater, strong skater, and great hands, unbelievable hands. Mm-hmm. Might have the best hands in the draft. I'm not gonna lie, he, he's he's gonna play on the first line with the Rangers with Zabinajad, and that's gonna be a good first line. I don't care who they put on the left side, because Zabinajad is a really good player. Well, we'll see. And if you know, I, that's what I would do because Zabinajad is European. Kreider's on the trade block, and he was on the trade block when we. I, I'm not gonna lie; that's pretty stupid. I, I'd resign him. Well, I, they're on a trade block, and I, I thought. They I were mean, I trade understand him. why I thought they were going to trade him at the draft because a lot of people thought they were going to trade him at the. They didn't. They didn't move him at the draft. But I wouldn't be so surprised if Kreider is gone by. They, you know. I, I would only get rid of him if they obviously if they're bringing in more guys where they need the cap space. But if they don't. I wouldn't trade him because he's actually a piece. Crud is only 28 years old. And they need that kind of power like, winger yeah. with all the speed guys oh my they God. have. You know, we'll see, man. It's going to be fun. The Metro got a lot better, I'll tell you that. The Mets? In one, the Metro. The oh, Metropolitan. Oh, oh, I thought yeah. you said the Mets. I was in, like, in, I don't in one, just smoking. In, in one, <laughs> in, over the draft weekend, the Metro got you know really good. 
Yep, and 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 the Islanders are talking about some trades, uh, trade rumors as well. So uh, I'm interested to see. I do believe they'll go after Panera. I don't think they're going to get him, but uh, they have a lot of money to spend, and they'll 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 make a move. And and with Lou, you just never know what Lou. He could surprise people. I uh, there were they were in conversations for the PK Subban. I was very happy when they didn't get him. I heard the next day when the Devils got him, and somebody came. One of the writers came up to me and said, "Well, you know, I'm not going to lie to give up." Those meaningless pieces. The, the Islanders would have had to give up more. I don't think I, so. I, I think so. I mean, the Islanders' farm system is really good. No, no, no. I don't think they would have given up one of the kids. But, I mean, the level of Santini and Davis, you don't have to give up one of the prized kids. You can give up somebody else. Know. You know, they, I'm just talking about just Dobson's the making the team next year, by the way. That's what I, I heard. I, I don't know. That's what I, I think I he's getting his nine-game tryout. I, that's what I heard. I, 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 they're I, too right-handed. I just don't see it. I heard Dobson might make the team next year. And Bodie Wilder, Bodie Wild, has been the best player in the United States development uh, uh, division um, this year for United, Team USA. He's the, best, he's the best defenseman. So he's not far out either. The only one is uh, um, Wallstrom, you know, even though he plays Wallstrom for the— Wallstrom and Bellows are playing another year yes. in, in Bridgeport. Uh, Bodie Wild will be in Bridgeport next year. Dobson, because he's been back-to-back, you know, Memorial Cup MVP or whatever the case is in juniors, he's got nothing to prove. But because he's not he's eligible, be player, because he's not eligible, I think he'll get his nine-game tryout and go back to. He's going to be some player. I wouldn't. There's don't the Islanders right now are too right-handed. Unless you move Boychuk, which I don't see happening. Because of his contract, they're not moving Pulak because Pulak's your best defenseman. They got to sign, and Tony. they're not going to move Bayfield because gonna... Bayfield's on a on a team friendly cap. They got to they got to sign Toes. To, Tows. Uh, Tows. They'll do that. That's fine. That's I mean, fine. He, have, he's some, he's another good player that they found. They have money. Uh, I'm, I'm just uh, well, and, and and that's why everybody says, well, why didn't the Islanders uh, go after PK? They don't need defense. They need offense. Well, no, I mean, it probably, they need offense. If they would have brought in PK Suman, somebody else would have got dealt. Yeah. Then I could see. Mayfield getting dealt and then run with it for three. I, years. I don't want man. They they had the best defense in the league last year. I don't I, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to move away from anything that they were doing last year. They need an offensive player. That's what they need. They need a goal scorer. They need a guy that's highly touted and, and, and who could put the puck in the net. If you can find a guy that's going to give you 35, 40 goals, Panarin would be perfect for the Islanders. But I just think he's going to go to. Uh, I I would go after Hoffman. That's what I would. The Islanders. I I think Hoffman will be a, if Panarin goes over there. I think Hoffman would be available. I don't think you would have to get Hoffman him. scored forty goals. I, I understand that he's got one year left at a reasonable contract. That's you know these players just don't get traded for the sake of getting traded because Florida doesn't have to trade him. Right, I remember the they they were only traded. He only got traded initially because of the Carlson drama. Right. Yeah. Because of the drama and I you know he was a steal for Florida because he's right. that good of a player. They got nothing. They got a you know a bag of bu- uh, pucks for a return. Because of that drama, but he's a solid player. Oh, he's a great player. And I, I think that's the type of player that the Islanders need. They need a goal scorer. I mean, the guy, the the Islanders, if, if they don't sign anybody, they need to trade somebody with term. With term. You know, they need to have somebody that has like a couple of years left on their deal to blend in instead of go, spending I heard uh, they were interested in the guy from, is it Carolina? Alex? Um, no, it was from Coyotes. I, I heard about that. Yeah. Galchenyuk? Yes. Yeah, I heard of that rumor. The Islanders were close. problem is he's an injury-prone player, though, too. He's a good player, but he's not a he's not a goal scorer. He's not a guy. He's a two way player. He's a great two way player. He's a a Lou Lamorello type of player, a Barry Trotz type of player. He's not a goal scorer. I mean, I yes, look at his is. numbers. He have the most goals he had in the season was twenty five. He's not a goal scorer. Well, that, again, a lot of that could be with the injuries, though. So twenty five goals is a goal scorer. He's not a goal scorer. And Mike, I, I'm talking about any shit. Barzell doesn't shoot the puck enough. 
And that was the problem. With Barry said, at, uh, going through the playoffs, he started shooting the puck more. He had 30 goals in 2015. And every, 16. and by the way, everybody, and I, I talked yeah, to him. Yeah, fits because he can play center. He's not good at center. He's better off as a wing. Yeah. But he's fast, and that's the key. And he can score. A lot of people love Matthew Barzell. Uh, everybody that I, uh, there was a, there was a couple of people that I talked to writers that I talked to that from org- other organizations said that Matthew Barzell when he figures things out he's still 22 years old when he figures things out shooting the puck and being more aggressive uh, shooting the puck this guy is a, a predominant 30, 30 to 35 goal scorer and he's going to get you almost 100 points a season he's that type of player so the Islanders need to build their team around a guy like Matthew Barzell, and make sure that they sign him. And I, lose I, know, him. I know that there's, there's a possibility, but they've, they've made cap room that Lou is going to offer sheet Marner if he doesn't get Panarin. And because Mitch Marner and... I would love Marner. And uh, Matt Martin are best friends. He's actually already here because he's going to Matt Martin's wedding that's this weekend. So he's mm-hmm. been here for the whole time, and them two are really close. I would love Marner. Marner, I think, is the best player. Well, that you're going to have to give up Dobson in a trade, and I would do that because Mitch Marner is only 22 years old. You have to either give up Pulak or Dobson. They're probably going to want Dobson because of no money. You, and I'm not going to lie because Dobson's 18 and Marner's 22. You're real cl- you have to give up something significant. If they don't, you know, that's, that's what I'm hearing, and I don't care either way because Mitch Marner is 22 years old is already a stud. Uh, we'll see. Anyways, that's it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, you can call us at 631-676-2968. We'll be back next Monday below the mic on Thursday. I will be back on Thursday. So stay tuned for that. Until then, this is Errol Marks, Mikey C, and Speedy Petey saying goodnight. We'll talk to you then. Good night, everybody. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.